I feel like white people, especially like the the right wing folk, have this deep seated fear that if they become the minority, then what will happen to them will be what they have done mm. to other minorities in the past. And black folk, people of color, I don't think we think we, we don't think like that. We don't think about actively oppressing and killing and genocide as a people. Conquest and and pillaging and fighting that all groups and tribes and peoples historically have done. It's a historical fact that on the African continent, that looked a hell of a lot different in terms of how you treated the subjugated than it did in the Americas. Mm. Like that, that's a fact. See, that's a red flag. <laughs> it's a red flag. <laughs> I was like, God damn, this is a shame. Like, what the fuck is going on? Is this here? the end? Like, legs sore, thighs sore. It's like a, it's like a combination of age catching up, but at the same time, I have not been doing no cardio. Luckily, I just have good genes, so I don't look crazy. But yeah, I, I definitely got to make some lifestyle changes. Yeah, this nigga been leaning on that DNA crutch hard. Mm. <laughs> um, all right, shall we get into it? Yes, sir. It's gonna be a good party. Welcome everybody to Waving the Red Flag, the number one uh, genetic aging and dating podcast in the universe. It's your boy Eddie. It's your boy Josh. Is Alvin back from a burr, long burr, burr, uh, burr. journey of world domination? Back to defeat the Powerpuff Girls again. How y'all doing? I want to talk about some serious shit. Damn, straight from the jump. What you got in mind? I was going to talk about the the Buffalo mass murder. I, I think it's a, it is something that I think you know yeah, is yeah, heavy in the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that but it just these white, white, white right ring. <laughs> shit, why can't I say it? White right wing folks it is a tongue twister yeah right it's going um it's going crazy just simply at the thought of another race replacing them or them becoming the minority because apparently that was like what spurred that whole ideology along the great replacement theory yeah right and it's crazy because like i feel like white people especially like the the right wing folks the the extremist folks have this deep-seated fear that if they become the minority, then what will happen to them will be what they have done mm. to other minorities in the past. And black folk, people of color, I don't think we think we, we don't think like that. We don't think about actively oppressing and killing and genocide as a people like what was done to us. I don't believe so. I mean, we, in, thing with, yeah, we don't think I mean, we don't intend to, but I mean, we definitely think of I mean, I mean, maybe that's problematic to say. I don't know. It it is problematic, and also historically, like like so, it's historically inaccurate. So like, I said, we think about it. We ain't doing it. We ain't finna actually do. It. It's like when you get cut off in traffic, and you're like, I'm gonna beat this thing's ass, you, but you don't. You think about yeah. it though. I think I think the intention, and Josh, please jump in. But mm-hmm. I think the intention was that like we wouldn't. I don't think. Yeah. I think you're. Yeah, I think no. you're being yes. like the Thank you. rule. You know, it's Thank it's you. like we wouldn't. And again, we have we have historical like as much conquest and and pillaging and fighting that all groups and tribes and peoples historically have done it's a historical fact that on the african continent that looked a hell of a lot different in terms of how you treated the subjugated than it did in the americas mm. like that, that's a fact so like mm. if we're going even before the americas. things yeah like it's it's that, that's just how it is and i think that and I think great replacement theory is kind of it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of flimsy because like even if you look at like the numbers like the white the white plurality 
it's not it's not very much in jeopardy. So black people are probably undercounted from the census because we don't participate in the census like we should, mm-hmm. which has wide ranging implications in the states. But when you really look at voting patterns, when you really look at holding up white supremacy, the Hispanic Latino community, like quote unquote white Latinos, mm. vote right, and they're trending even more right. So like, like as, as a as a as a white Cuban, what they think of themselves? Oh yeah, as Absolutely. as as as, as, if, as if they think they're a a a person of color when it's not convenient. Like they'll probably yeah. they'll they'll probably trend towards whiteness. Um, and they'll and they definitely, definitely vote, vote Republican. White. Yeah, so it's like yeah. so it's like the great replacement theory is just like it's it's a bunch of shit that like you get like young impressionable minds to to buy into and and like all this kind of bullshit. But um, did y'all see that uh, that quote that, that's a clip from B Simone's podcast about uh, Martin Luther King and how he wasn't? Man, fuck it, I just I, I misparaphrase her, but uh, that he wasn't a great man because he wasn't a great husband, essentially. So I try right, to stay yeah. as far away from B Simone as possible. Mm. So is she is she is she trash? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, tell, I know t- very why, I know baby, precious please. little about her. So please, please tell us why. I don't I don't want to give B Simone like airtime, but like basically she's a crook. Did like, that she, bad? You know, like she's okay. She's sell, she's selling people like these like self self help books that are basically just like magazines that like she like went and printed at Kinkos and she's charging like top dollar for. Them. And it's like on some Brian Griffin, uh, wish it won't do it type shit. Like with like blank pages and shit and like I mean, stolen materials. Oh, well, stolen from materials. From other thing, black but... creatives too. Okay. And yeah. yes. And I mean, like these are, these are alleged accusations, but they're still. It was pretty compelling evidence yeah. for some of this shit. Man. Okay, I remember no, when they first dropped, stolen, like, they, were like, they were like whole ass like fucking threads. Like, yeah, man, she fucking stole my shit. But, um. Okay. But is, 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 is vapid empty unhelpful self-help bullshit to make money like how bad is that really like if you're making your money make your money i don't think that's that okay evil really so the thing that really the the hypocrisy in that for me and the the thing that really rubbed me the wrong way on what she said was for one if you're devaluing an entire legacy of the one martin luther king jr oh yeah come on and then you True. Got the nerve to say that he was not great at shit, just and just and just relegating it to one aspect of his life. And no one's perfect. I'm not sitting here like on a soapbox saying cheating mm-hmm. on your wife is cool. That's not saying that oh that doesn't matter, but no. But if you're going to devalue an entire legacy of someone who infe- who affected positively millions of black and brown people, black and brown people worldwide, and white people, and, <laughs> and white people, and white people, mm-hmm. but you. Well, you will die never accomplishing nothing on that fucking magnitude. So what does that say about you and the rest of us? And then that he's not great, but you're also stole from other black creatives to further your own personal gains. It's like you that that's that's the hypocrisy in it for me. Yeah, we can can go not to come for MLK like that. I mean, I think I think also it's it's one of those uh, to me, it's it's given unnecessary gender wars bullshit dividing yeah. black men against black women shit so i'm almost a little bit hesitant to be like how because you know what i'm saying like it's a lot of like see look what these modern women are doing they saying mlk wasn't good just because he cheated on his what like yeah. kind of stuff yeah. there's that flavor to yeah. it yeah, absolutely. um and i just maybe want to give a little bit of leeway and be like maybe what they meant to say was that he wasn't a good person 
Because when I think of the, the word great versus good, I think of two, they're describing two different things. They're not even on the same comparative spectrum. When I think of great, I think of noteworthy and accomplishing incredible um, world-changing things, usually for the positive. When I think of good, I think of moral in your own personal life, a good father, a good friend, a good brother. But when you're talking about great, you're a great scientist, a great leader, a great speaker, a great politician, et cetera, et cetera. So if you want to say, Martin Luther King was not a good person because he wasn't a good husband. I'm a little bit more open to that. If you're saying that just because he cheated, that that takes away from the fact that he was a good father and was a incredibly impactful and important leader. Then I don't know. I guess Nick is not the only one saying dumb shit on a podcast now. I think it's one of those things where like, even, even with that, you remember like when we had the conversation about ridicule versus shaming and we talked about what the Venn diagram was for that. I think that this is a similar mm-hmm. conversation when we're talking about good versus great. I think this may be one of those things where like I was the only person that saw the difference between shaming and ridicule. I think you might be mm-hmm. the only person that sees the difference between a good and a great person. Um, but just to get into like the nitty gritty of it specifically, I mean, there are there are very 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 few things in the grand scope of everything that a person can do that I would 100% completely say that you're like a, a 100% a bad person slash not a great person because you did that and like that that just doesn't that just doesn't qualify for me that can that can be a mistake that can be something that just happens like I'm I'm not I'm not devaluing somebody's entire life or legacy as a good person or a great person. Either either way we want to slice that Venn diagram just because of that. But that's me. Man or I understand, woman, by I understand the way. if people do do it, but like I'm I'm not. I don't know that everybody gets to be good. Like I it's like the difference between saying like, oh, I don't really like them and like I dislike them. The implication when you say you don't like somebody is that you dislike them. I feel like you can say like, oh no, he wasn't like like good requires active good. You don't get the label of just good person because you exist and we're all imperfect and blah 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 and you've done some good things and you you know gave a homeless man a banana one time and now you're good it's like well no most people most people probably aren't good great people some of us are some of us aren't very few of us are like bad people if you go look y'all are saying he's like this good great guy like no he's a cheater okay you know He's imperfect, like the rest of us. To to just in addressing what you were saying, but I think you know, yeah, I mean, saying somebody's not good is very different than saying they're bad. Yeah, but I also, I mean, like, like we're, it's a philosophical debate, right? Like some people, like there are thinkers that literally say like we're all born good people. Oh yeah, I disagree with that. I don't even know what the fuck that means. I mean, I don't. I mean, we can. That's a philosophical argument in itself. Like, what does that mean? But like, literally, explicitly, like philosophers have said it. I'm thinking. No, no, like, I, I agree. I understand that. I actually don't believe so, in that. So like what happens in in your life, you have this effectively this ledger and like like society assigns different values to what goes in your good and bad ledger. And like you're ultimately a good or bad person based on how much stuff you had in your good in your good column of the ledger and how much stuff you had in your in your bad column of the ledger. That naughty and that nice. Yeah. Yeah. And so like I think that there are within that that spectrum, within that scale, there's stuff that in that bad column just 100% weighs you down. So if you're fucking R. Kelly, like there's nothing good that R. Kelly can do to redeem himself in my eyes. Just saying. I think that if I'm putting this in MLK's bad ledger, I think I'm still way heavy on the good side in regards I, to No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So I'm still but, calling him a good person. No, well, I, see, agree. But I that, agree. They, they, they were even you, that bad. Like, yeah, but but real mean, quick, real you know quick, real quick, just to, just to bring it back to actually the actual what's what she said 
was yeah. great versus good. Mm. So we, I think, in giving her an olive branch, I think we all agree he's good, but great. So that does introduce some different caveats in this conversation. And she kind of veered off from MLK when she made that first statement. And just to, in general, like if you commit infidelity on your wife, mm. you're not a great businessman. You're not a great father. You're not a good father. And you're not da 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 And treating these things like they're synonymous when they're not. But, it's, it's, but th- that I will hear. That I, I disagree with that. I don't because okay because Let's quite go. frankly, quite frankly, like if you're if you're married, right? If you're married, hmm. and you're supposed to be a good businessman as well, being a poor husband is a bad business decision. Good business, one hundred percent poor business decisions all the time. And that, and that okay. makes them bad businessmen. Okay. <laughs> well, like, no, like, yeah, it's like, it's like the ledger. Okay. It's like the ledger that you put forward before. It's like there's a percentage of things. If you go look, I'm a zillion good, and I did this one. You can you can say that's a bad business decision, but to say a single bad business decision completely. Let me let me ask you this. Right? Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. And again, I don't know. I don't know international law, and I do know that like this only applies to like 12 states. But let's say you're in a no contest state. And you just put your business in a decision where you're going to lose half. That's bad business. Like, it's, it's not a lot of shit that you can do from a business perspective where you're automatically going to lose half. Or let's say you're in a state. One and of that's the, like saying getting married makes you a bad businessman, which I'd be willing to hear that. I disagree because I think that marriage is, is, is similar to a business partnership. Like every business partnership, even though you have liability on that standpoint, isn't a bad business move if it if it creates dividends. Like if it brings if it brings value to the business, and I think your marriage should bring value to your your metaphorical business. But you just said if you're doing that badly, no contest, which means that the likelihood of that fucking up your business is probably higher than it helping your business. I, 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 first of all, like you can you can you can break Most that down, right? You can break, no, they don't. The, ma- Mark, the marriage right. rate is fa- right. the no, marriage right. rate has fallen drastically. Most marriages a lot of them do though. Yeah, yeah. Okay. A lot a lot of them do, but like. It's currently in the States. The last figure I saw was about 30% because people are being more discerning about who they marry, which is literally the point I'm making. So if you have a good partnership, then the dividends can outweigh the risk. But if you are as a husband, like being a bad partner, how how good of a businessman are you? Because that's a bad business decision at that point. I would hear I I would hear arguments on the other side, but I'm just saying I see I see that point a lot more than the MLK point. And thank you for making that distinction, too, because I totally understand what you're saying, because marriage is a business at the end of the day. So if you are being unfaithful to your wife, if you cause them great ripples in your own marriage, then, of course, that's going to affect a lot of different things, including Just your kids, going, including your kids. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because like there are going to be arguments, all sorts of things that your kids that's going to fuck up your kids and like they don't want to. We know how we all know how that go. But just going back to the offboarding of this conversation was with B. Simone and like when she was saying that you're not a great businessman, like speaking from someone who was in a position working at a corporation or an, op- or an entrepreneur or a person of power in power. Those two things are not synonymous, like two things can be true at the same time. And that's the only thing that I took issue with was that she made all of that shit synonymous. Because when you're in, like, say, for instance, if a man, he's doing his thing at the company, million dollars, quarter over quarter. The company is growing, like AB was saying in the pre-show. They don't give a fuck what you're doing at home. To, to everybody and to them, to the company, you're a great businessman. They don't give a fuck about the conversation you had when you go home around dinner. They don't care. Other than just, you know, five minute um, small talk, you know, just to 
oh, hey, how you doing? Like that type of conversation. Like, so that's kind of where those two things are not synonymous. Two things can be true at the same time. Once again, not sitting up here on a soapbox and saying it's cool to be a terrible partner or a shitty partner no. on your on your spouse. Yeah. And I mean, like, I, I agree. If you want to say being a bad husband or being a cheater is a bad business decision, then okay, that's fine. But to say that making a single bad business decision by definition means that you can't be a good or great business person mm-hmm. just makes no sense. You, if, you could say, um, you could say that about any business decision that you might make. You know what I mean? Stealing from the company doesn't make you a good businessman because it might get you arrested and da 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 It's a lot of motherfuckers who stole from their company who are objectively good businessmen. They've succeeded. They did a good job at that. And that's the only real definition that matters. So yeah, it takes away from your ledger. But if your ledger is still way in the positive, you're still good. I don't, there's no argument there. But I think for me, and I, and I was very explicit. Can it my, make you bad? Yes, does it? Yeah, with my... With my analogy of the ledger, I was very explicit that I like I think there are weights to your entries in the ledger. It's not a numbers game. So for example, if R. Kelly if R. Kelly if R. Kelly went and saved five hundred people right now, he is still a fucking horrible person. That's what I'm saying. He could go and save five hundred people right now. That doesn't take away from all the lives that he ruined. Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby can go and save five hundred people right now. I'm still looking at this list. I agree with the way. What's that got to do with So that? so so what I'm saying so what I'm saying is from a business perspective and I think jo- I think Josh's argument is is the one that I I mostly agree with. Like I think Josh has hit it on the head but addressing specifically like what you just said about the ledger. If I've been a good businessman and I'm making millions at the millions at the millions at the millions at the millions all of that goes to me and then I make a poor business decision that costs me 50% of that. It don't matter what I just did cuz even if I'm making millions and millions and millions I just gave somebody half <laughs> only if that for, result for a dumb bonehead decision. Only if that result only if that result ends up happening. So you're saying that because you cheat, you definitely will do that. That's not true. If you've got a prenup in place, if you don't get caught, if your partner stays with you, all of which are likely uh possibilities, and you so so you're not a good business person if you fumble the bag and fuck it all up, true, but that's not the same thing yeah. as cheating or being a bad partner it's a lot of people well, who are well, bad well that's fair so so continue. i'll so i'll so as as the, per, as the person a different partners yeah but as that. the person but as the person with the business training here so if you're if you're a business person and you're in corporate america and you're making millions and millions and millions over here they're going to do something that's called a risk a risk assessment for you right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how many millions that you've made in the past if you're a liability to lose 50 percent of a profit mm-hmm. you're too big of a liability i can no longer insure you internally or externally I can no longer reinsure you okay. like that's literally that's literally how that happens from a pure business perspective if we're going to take the the analogy of the ledger to its full like fruition which is what could happen not what has happened so from a risk perspective you're too big of a risk at that point 50% as a risk is unacceptable no business yeah, is going to take that man Bill Gates was fucking on his wife I don't you're not going to tell me Bill Gates not a good businessman he managed it yeah, no, I don't. What are we talking about? Like, yes, those risk assessments and all that stuff happens. You could I'm saying, actually, actually, you could, you could, argue, you could argue that you could argue that Bill Gates wasn't a good businessman. You could, Bill Gates was the mind. So, like, it's a difference between like the mind and the businessman. So, it's like Jobs and Wozniak, right? Yeah, oh, Wozniak I was just was about the, to say that. Yeah, Wozniak was the mind. Jobs was the businessman. Bill Gates was the mind. Paul Allen was the businessman. Bomber was the business was the businessman, even though like he was he was horrible. I still at it don't versus, think you like, can't say that he wasn't a good businessman. You could say he wasn't the greatest in his own company. Brilliant man, and I think he's a good businessman. He might not have been the he's, best. He's in one his of the most company, brilliant people ever was, lost the planet, and a good businessman. He he might not have been the uh, best no, actually, in his actually, company yeah. or the businessman in his company. But I can not give you I can give you countless yeah. to what metric? 
I can give you countless examples of how bad of a businessman Bill Gates was and how Paul lots Allen the, and like lots of people have fucked up. Lots of people who uh, are good. Steve Jobs made bad decisions and 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 also made good ones. And in the end, no, but again, well. again, the ledger, the weight, right? So Steve Jobs created what is what was the foundation of the most profitable company in the history of companies. Okay. He did that. He did that as a businessman. If if Bill Gates is one hundred percent in charge of the business decisions of Microsoft, Microsoft isn't the second or third most profitable company in the history of companies depending on the day. Like it's, it just doesn't happen. Like he need he needed guidance. And I'm not saying that means he's a horrible person. I'm just saying that specifically from a bit we're we're also getting way off topic now. But um yeah, yeah we're getting a little <laughs> let's, bit let's, let's, weeds, let's bring let's bring let's bring it back to what this really was about. But I'm just I mean, saying like Bill Gates Bill Gates fumbled many a business bag and was okay, bailed yeah. out by the actual business minds. And that's fair I, enough. If, yeah. If we could bring it back to the husband and partner thing I, yeah. I the reason i'm arguing it so much is because i feel like it's the same thing which is that i don't get this argument of saying if you're bad in one domain that happens to cross over into another it by definition means you are now bad in this other domain makes no sense to me if you are an alcoholic and a mathematician yes the alcohol affects your mind it doesn't mean that you are by definition a bad mathematician if your wife is a great mother and she fucks another nigga Yes, that probably is going to impact her motherhood. It's probably going to have some negative impact. Da, 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 da. It doesn't by definition mean she's now a terrible mother terrible and mother. she's doing a worse job. She can still very much be a good mother, even though she cheated on you, even though she did you dirty. Like, and be this a one shitty to one partner. Does not make They're sense not synonymous. Yeah. They're yeah. not synonymous. Like, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's the, main, that's the main issue that I took with that whole argument between both of them. Because there was two people talking, like her and the other yeah, girl. Yeah, yeah. I don't know her name. But that was the main issue. And... I be, and going back to what you said, because I kind of didn't think about it like that, that this was just kind of like more clickbait and more fodder for this like black man versus black women just to, you know, make the gap even wider between us. And as a nigga who has historically never cheated on nobody, hmm. I can understand why somebody might cheat. And I'm actually fearful in the future for my own future. Like, what if like a switch get turns on and I want a variety of women, which I think is um it's kind of like one of those differences between like men and women, testosterone versus the estrogen. I don't, you know, it's a whole Alvin that says goes that's into a myth, that. but I thought so. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, but like well, there was, what there if, was a study coming out that, that the cheating yeah. gap is basically closed for people in our age range that men and women are cheating mm -hmm. at basically the same rates now. Yeah. I look hey, and I don't hey, know if that's comforting or scary. Hmm. That's that's that is both because uh, the comforting side is that well, women shut up because y'all are <laughs> doing the same shit. But the scary shit is like, oh my god, like y'all are doing the same a, shit. I can find a love of my life too, and yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Even even if I am a good man, and this is supposed to be the reward, oh, you're a good man, but you get a good woman. Like it's it's scary. It's scary as fuck because nobody wants to get their heart broken at the end of the day, no matter what that looks like. I just feel like um. That whole thing with uh that beat that B Simone said or whatever was was very hypocritical and uh, also increased the gap of uh understanding and coming together and just kind of fed into like the Kevin Samuels manosphere with the womanosphere version it of that. Definitely, had you know those. what I mean. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I blame her, but what what, what you what you think, Alvin? What you yeah? I don't. I I, th I think it, I think it's, it's definitely fodder. I definitely mm. think it's fodder. I don't. I, don't put it in the same inflammatory nature as a Kevin Samuels or or Fresh and Fit. I think it's. She have to say I think Martin it's Luther levels. King. I think it's levels. I think it's levels. It was wild. Throwing Martin Luther King in there was wild, and like I ultimately think that Josh is right, but like, I just I just think that it's I just think that it's it's levels to this shit, man. I think that that I think in the in the realm of fodder, 
that was like that was like a four point five out of ten. You look at like Kevin Samuels, fresh and fit. These niggas is like eleven out of ten. I think it's different. I think it's in the same ballpark. I definitely think it's in the same ballpark. It's not to the level because I mean we're comparing a single clip to a large body of work. But I think if you compare this clip to any one of the vi- many viral clips that Kevin Samuels, fresh and fit roommates, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, have, I think it's pretty similar. When you when you take into account that they picked Martin Luther King for that example, I think it's unnecessarily divisive because you're going to have a lot of people who are on the fence who weren't necessarily you know on the fresh and fit da 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 style of thinking, being like, damn, these modern women are now insulting Martin Luther King just because he's cheating. And then you've got people on the other side who are going damn see men really want to defend cheating like but it's it's like why would you pick such a divisive hill to die on that's what it devolves into like when you get into the comment section but but to be fair like there have been countless books written by scholars and in academia about mlk's cheating yeah like just like there have been like countless scholars about about yeah, MLK's like uh, I mean not MLK's Malcolm X's like sexual history and like the fact that sure. a lot of people think that he was lying about all of his autobiography and all this shit like Walter Dean Myers and all this kind of shit so like I think okay. that this is a little bit more on the up and up because this is this is effectively like maybe not the way she said it because knowing B. Simone I'm pretty sure that the way she said it wouldn't on some academic have you, like, have you seen the clip no, I haven't, and I'm not going to watch it. Um, <laughs> you but, probably are going to, <laughs> like, unintentionally. No, no, I'm not. Tri- no, no, I'm not. I, it's, it's a little it's, triggering. It's, it's, it's already. It's just, a, it's just a little. This is a, this a is already trigger. probably out of the Twitter sphere, and like I haven't oh, seen yeah, it on no, my TL, right. so I'm so I'm probably done. Um, but the fact that this was a conversation that like scholars were having, yeah, Pulitzer I Prize that, winning, like things, like so, I think, I think that gives a little bit different than. I think you're pulling from like your heavy academic understanding of it, and no, 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 no. But what points out that. Martin Luther King was a cheater and that that you know sullies his legacy. People make people made people make com- people make questions about his legacy based on that again in Pulitzer Prize winning books. And I would say that's an issue too. This is just happens to be I, a I, I, I I agree, but the but again, once again, what I'm saying is like we're we're having a conversation about something that's like high level discourse, whether or not you want to say that's biased based on this same argument, I get it, versus Kevin Samuel saying like fat women can't get can't get no man time. Like, you know, I'm just saying that's like dip that's like different to me. That's different. Uh, people people have written books saying the same shit as Kevin. Samuels at high, at high levels. There's they have manifestos. They got plenty of books out there that are that are doing the same shit. Get, get, I, I want you. I know you. I know you can't do it right now. I want you to I find one. Pull, one I want you to find one Pulitzer Prize winning oh, book. Pulitzer Prize. By the, I mean, or any or any or any or any or any prestigious respected author that wrote a book that said that fat women can't get a man like Kevin. I mean, like okay. that, like Kevin Samuel no, okay. said and sent okay. it to me. Okay. And okay. trust and Jordan Peterson is Jordan Peterson is I was not definitely respected. gonna say I was definitely gonna say Jordan, <laughs> Jordan Peterson is, is not respected. Is, oh, so 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 now now respected is the uh, see I literally said respected. Like a, Play the tape, no, no, man, Eddie. No, no, Play no, no, you did. I'm not oh, saying you didn't say Here respected. Like, I said I literally said the word you fucking said. I said the like, word you said. You said, said. Now, now we saying respected. Like I always said respected, nigga. Like yeah, I'm saying okay, nigga. What are we even arguing about? I'm saying okay. If we're saying respected, I take issue with with you adding with that having been added. Shit, Jesus Christ. Um, that seems like a very weird um, qualifier to put on it to me. Uh, yeah, so here's my point. Here's my point. Here's my point. My point is that it's fodder regardless. I don't think that it's a good topic. I think that she was wrong for bringing it up. I think that it's ridiculous. I think that she shouldn't have done it. I'm saying All I'm saying is that I think that it's a little bit different to have something that's like been a, a discussion since it was discovered by everybody that's an MLK scholar versus Kevin Samuel saying that if you're 35 and you fat, that like you can't get a man. I think those are two different playing fields. Both are wrong. Both are wrong, but I think they're different. We're also talking about a famous person. Like we're talking about MLK. So uh, th- that's the other issue here. Like you're going to have Pulitzer Prize winning shit being spoken about the guy 
regardless of how wild the take is, if somebody writes a big ass book about it. So fat women over the age of 35, you're not going to find many books that are Pulitzer Prize winning that are about that topic any fucking way. Uh, it's not a good comparison, I'd say. Are you gonna are you gonna find people who are talking about like are you are you gonna find books that are talking about red pill nonsense or that are adjacent to that? Absolutely. But I would like Peterson. to. Uh, yeah, Jordan I'll, Peterson is probably at the top of that list because he's the closest one to like not being people. insane. But you know, I don't know whoever else, whoever else th- those guys <laughs> draw from. I don't know who the main people are. They just say so, shit but, like Malcolm Gladwell, and they say I have a PhD. Hey, Malcolm Gladwell. Is, I like Malcolm Gladwell. I'm actually mad. I said, I'm, I, I'm actually mad. Right. I said his name right there. Um, that's that's the like Jamaican Malcolm brother right there. Goddamn. He's what every anthropologist wants to be. He's what every anthropologist wants to be, man. So, like, you know. Yeah. But I. But I he just said shit. To, he just said shit, though. Yeah, Ma- Malcolm Gladwell would be, would, would be in that list probably then of, of similar topics. I would like to introduce a caveat to the conversation when it comes to cheating. Mm-hmm. And in 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 the vein of something I've been thinking about for like a while, for a little while, what do y'all think about just the theory that I had personally that men desire a variety of women versus how women have the desire for a variety of material things and how that relates to cheating or infidelity? Even though there's also like the other little caveat of well, where actually niggas is happening at the same rate, but. In terms of a man's desire in a relationship and being ready to be in a monogamous relationship, how do y'all do? do y'all think that actually factors, or like, do you think there's some validity in I that? No theory? fucking clue. I will say that lifelong monogamous pair bonding on this planet is very rare. It's hard. Like there are very, there are very few species that do that. However, for the species that do it, it makes sense from a reproductive like trajectory perspective. So like if you're like monogamously lifelong pair bonded, so the whole thing is about passing on your, your like genetic material, right? That's that's what it is. So like there's one there's one facet of that which is as a man who doesn't have a long you know gestation period like like mammalian women like do, well m- mammalian females not women, you would be more inclined to just like shoot up the club as much as you possibly can, right? However, if all men are doing that, then y'all can't guarantee that them as your kids, right? You have you have little idea of like whether or not like your genetic material is the one that won and got to the egg first because everybody's doing that shit but if you parabon you're more likely to know that that kid is yours and you're passing along like your genes and increasing your reproductive success is the argument Mm -hmm. now from a societal standpoint i think that there's something to like accessibility and all that kind of stuff but i think it gets complicated like based on like what anthropology says about like these pair bonding trends and like what we're supposed to be doing and like what society tells us is like available to us. I think it gets dicey. On top of that, because I, I totally, I, I definitely understand where you come from wholeheartedly. It just feels like men have an innate desire for a variety of women and women have an innate desire for a variety of different materialistic things or just things, whether that be clothes, food, um, you know, stuff like that. And now whether that man chooses to act on the baseline desire of different women, because that could show itself in all sorts of different shapes and forms, whether that just be looking at women and not touching, not commenting, but just looking and appreciating a different woman that's different from your lifelong partner. Or if that actually goes beyond the path of the willpower in a monogamous relationship and he chooses to act on those desires. And on top of that, we also have a lot of different people who participate in polyamory. And there's also a lot of books that are written that 
don't necessarily um advocate for mon- for monogamy and it says like monogamy might not be the most um logical or sensical thing for human beings because like no matter man or woman if you are with the same person and they're not fulfilling certain needs it's not like your needs just disappear or your wants disappear but if you're in a monogamous relationship and they're not fulfilling all your, your needs naturally it's human nature that you might start looking for something else so you might be more enticed to look for something else and i've even had a conversation with a woman a couple days uh, a couple weeks ago where she was like look if we've been married for 20 years and we deep in it, I get it. I probably would be more on the path of, hey, well, let's give each other a hall pass or let's experiment, but we need to communicate with each other. We need to introduce some some new things that we're both comfortable with so that you can get your rocks off and I can get my rocks off. We need a variety versus just us. But with monogamy in and of itself and the, ideal, and the ideology behind monogamy, one person, the same person for the rest of your life all the time, regardless of where their mindset is. And that piece where your mindset is says a lot. Do you think that, um, because it seems like in that framework that women are also seeking the same kind of variety that you imply men tend to seek. Is that the idea? I think men naturally seek more variety between of, of women, of women mm-hmm. and that could be body type, um, thought like thought in a woman, like, you know what I'm saying? Just, there's all sorts of nuances that men like in different women. Yeah. But ultimately women also do like a variety of dicks too, or different chemistry or different uh, ways yeah. that they're being spoken to. It's like, so I guess ultimately like, it does boil down to a variety, but I think men have more of a, uh, a bias towards the variety of the opposite sex or, you know, the same sex. Cause you know, everybody ain't straight versus um, more, more, more so than a, a cis hetero woman versus a cis hetero man. And that could also yeah. be included in all the colors of the rainbow too. I don't know. And paint with all the colors of the wind. I think it's a. I think it's a good discussion. I think it's a larger discussion about how many people would be open to the idea of a quote-unquote non-traditional partnership if that were less socially stigmatized. Um, yeah. And I think that that's a, a, a phenomenal conversation. I don't have. I don't have any numbers or anything to say one way or the other. But I think that like I would. I would very much venture to say that it would be much more popular amongst men and women if it were if it were less social stigma around it yeah um and and i think the reverse is like if if you're a person that does desire that it just makes your relationships more work um because you're you're not only constantly if you're good at it you're trying to give your partner some stuff that they need but sometimes you can't and then it becomes a thing about you both are working to overcome the fact that you're not being fulfilled like if that's like a psychological thing in and of itself i'd be very curious to see what the long-term outcomes are for those uh, polyamorous relationships because yeah I, I definitely have come way more around to the idea of monogamy and i think that we have this conversation about like oh we get bored and i'm kind of like yes yeah, so so i like, that's I, I don't man for. i really don't so like i, I like it so the thing for me is like when i think when i think about when i think about long long-term pair bonding right yeah i'm thinking about things that like I ultimately see that and that's not even something that happens overnight. You know what I mean? That's not even that's not even something that if I'm dividing attention that I think is even like that that simple to get. So I'm really thinking like I want that that one singular focus to grow and like build with because like the level of comfort that I seek and the level of like I want you to know my ins and outs, I want to know your ins and outs, I want to grow together, I want to figure that shit out. I feel like that takes a substantial fucking amount of time. Like yeah. and I'm just thinking about like dividing that amongst multiples like even with like work and like lifestyle and all that kind of shit i don't know if that's for me so i'm not saying that like it's 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 null and void because of my personal situation i'm just speaking on like my personal thing uh, like, I, think I don't maybe, think it, i don't think maybe it works i said something maybe i said it backwards or you heard misheard me um I, w- I was saying i'm 
I meant to say I'm more inclined to understand monogamy uh, as being superior to, to polyamory. No, and then you and then you talked about like then you went on to make a point about how some people see X Y Z and like polyamory, and I was saying I don't see that. I wasn't oh, saying that you were I saying see, that. Gotcha, gotcha. I was, I was adding an addendum to the point that I don't see the benefit yeah. of polyamory in, in my life um, either. Yeah, I Even though I understand, I understand, like as like societally, I think that again, like a lot of people would be on board, and I think it would do a lot of people some good. Um, just not. Out. I don't know if it would. I don't know if it would. I think. I think. It, I think a lot of people go with the monogamy because they assume that that's what you're supposed to do, and they don't analyze the benefits. But I think also people look at polyamory and go. That looks like some new age magical. That's the answer to all of my woes type shit. Um, but I think even if you do it ethically and you have all the conversations and you do the come down and you have your, you know, your security blanket for when your partner is having an overnight date and you have all of that stuff. Um, for me, the benefit is building a relationship for 20 years, 30 years that isn't threatened by the possibility of a strong, intimate relationship with another person. Um, I think for some people it might work, but I, I, I really wonder if you can, with it, within polyamory, build something that's going to last 50 years. To be fair, most people don't do it with monogamy either, though. Oh, exactly. So, so, and this is the same homegirl that I referenced a moment ago, but she also introduced, like, another caveat that I never even thought about before. She, it wasn't, like, a sexual thing, but it was, like, an emotional bonding thing and mm. building a village mm. of, of different individuals. And they all contribute something and we the and vice versa. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like she's contributing something to them, they're contributing something to her. Like she looked at it as more of a village. It's not like a sexual. Mm -hmm. She's not that person was not thinking about it like, oh, I need to get fucked differently. It was just like, no, I need these different um emotional, mental, physical needs met. And mm -hmm. that takes a village in a sense. So that was kind of where she was coming from with the mind frame of polyamory. But and real quick, because I, I know you got something to say, I know it's going to be good, but I just want to end with, I'm still more aligned with the concept of, of monogamy. However, I would, I would want to, I guess the mm. best that I can say right now is that I would want to have my rock, my rider die. And we can also reach a conclusion that we can come together with say, hey, if we're not fulfilling each other's needs right now or just you know we can do a little bit of swinging like we can introduce some other people just in terms of sexually or something like that i don't I, but i don't know but that's just kind of where i might be so my thing was so one i want to i want to reiterate that i think i think that works i think that works for a swath of the population like i think i think me and eddie r r rare moment here i think me and eddie are like very much aligned on that other than the fact that i think that i think that it can be a very healthy um, relationship for a larger percent of the population than are currently engaging in it. But my question for you, Josh, specifically with with um, the homegirl that you're referencing, is what are her friendships like? Because if it's not a sexual thing, I feel like, and I and I feel like this is something that's a larger issue with a lot of relationships too. That a lot of people get in relationships and stop cultivating those platonic friendships that can be some mm -hmm. of that other stuff that you're getting from a village perspective. So like, I still ha I still have very good friends, mm. um, and I have and have maintained that. And, you know, I, I would encourage everybody in relationships to to do the same so that, like, you can rely on that network as well. And it seems like that's something that a person who's not looking for a sexual situation, but more so like a village to cultivate, to get those, like, more intrinsic desires can just get that by cultivating good, strong, solid platonic friendships. Friendships. Yeah. And, and just in reference to the homegirl, she was actually initially against the idea of polyamory but she met someone who was actively participating in polyamory who who turned her on to a new, a new idea 
or a new um, perspective of it. And then she passed down this information to me. So she was kind of like in the mind frame of understanding it a little bit more and expanding her view. So I'm not sure, but no one heard, like she's, I mean, the girl I'm talking about specifically that I know, she's very much so like a, a free spirited, you know, mm-hmm. fucking, we might Frolicking. goddamn, you know, stop on the side of the road and go fr- and frolic in some flowers, you know, that type of person, Mushrooms. Yeah. you know? And, um, so, so, and, you know, even her, like she's more aligned with monogamy, but kind of going back to what I was saying, like, well, Hey, I, I get it. We've been together for 10, 10, 10, 20 years. <sighs> You know, we might owe each other a hall pass or two. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. I don't know. The hall pass thing to me is a little bit... But something that you said and, and what Alvin was saying about the the, the idea of community, I'm like, uh, you know what? That makes a lot more sense because I'm, I think of monogamy and the, the romance of it in a very practical perspective, which is that, like, you're just hedging your bets on this emotional bond by cutting off the other things and energy that might take away from it as opposed to any sort of magical one true love type shit. But when you painted that picture of like a community and a village and all that kind of stuff, I was like, mm-hmm. my perspective on monogamy is kind of built on the idea that your romantic partner is likely going to be a person that you're going to build your life with. But if you're taking a much more community oriented perspective to how you build your life and it's like, okay, cool. I'm 85. There was a woman that I spent like 20 years of my life with and we're still friends, but we're not together anymore. And I'm dating this other 85 year old woman. And when I go to pass away, like, like three of my lovers and like four of my homeboys are going to be there. And I'm a part of this larger community. And I, even though I'm not bonded specifically with the same person that I have been for 20 years, that person is still in my life. And I still feel like I have deep, deep connections with other people that then starts to look a lot more reasonable and a lot less scary. Mm -hmm. Um, so I feel like if you have a polyamorous relationship in the context of a community-centered uh, lifestyle, a then this, it's a lot of the things that I said start to <laughs> kind of fall apart. What's up? Yeah, I said that with a little bit of fucking going on. With a little bit of fucking going on. With a little yeah. bit of fucking, you know, a little, little bit cross of England. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's a poly smashing. Yeah. Yeah. So I get. I. I. I yeah. That. 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 That gives it a little bit more creeps. For For me, the the, the appeal of monogamy is very much a practical one. Um, so I can see that. Um, th- there was something that you said earlier that I wasn't really sure about, which was like, okay, so you said you think men seek variety, and I said I kind of I don't know about the whole thing. I I actually I think I agree with that. Like my my gut reaction, my personal experience, my experience of other men makes me say, yeah, I think that's true. Alvin has implied that women are similar or closer than we think. I don't know if that's the case. Um, I don't know how much of this is socialization. But then you said the material thing, and that part i don't know if i could i didn't i didn't that's not been my experience i don't directly see that so i had to just say i don't know if there's information like if there's data that says that then i defer to that but that what was the material? that didn't click for oh, me as a true thing oh okay well there's a book called the way of the superior man by david dida and it's not on no goddamn patriarchal and da, 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 spew like or it, no but bullshit. I've heard of this book before, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's I've a great it, book. It's, it. it's a it's a great book. I recommend man, many of men and women read that book. And it's, it's not like, on it's no misogynistic shit whatsoever. But like it's truly uplifting men and getting in touch with your emotions, your feelings, and understanding okay. yourself and how to communicate with women and understand women. That's really what the basis of the book is about. But there was a section in the book that talked about some of the key differences between men and women, I guess, in a cis hetero relationship. And he was describing that 
men and women kind of differ on like a certain level of, and that's kind of what we desire. Like women have a, a craving for variety and that, and, and that kind of like, and I'm, you know, paraphrasing, but that led into more materialistic values that have a variety for color, for different color palettes to do something different on a day-to-day basis. They don't want to be stuck in a constant minutia of doing the same shit week over week. Whereas a man, we can do that shit and be comfortable because we're comfortable mm-hmm. in that. We know what's coming. We can manage that. And be a provider. We can do that. That's no problem for us a lot of the times. But a woman wouldn't lose her fucking mind if she didn't have no variety in that aspect. But what I was saying was that men might have more okay. of a propensity for variety in women or appreciating women. And that See, doesn't mean you're going to be cheating. But, yeah. I don't know. I feel like when we start talking in these, like, generalizations and like these and i'm not saying this necessarily isn't the case or any of that but like mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of the gender stuff that we talk about on like certain podcasts certain books it's like men do this thing and then women do whatever the like grammatical opposite of it is and sometimes i'm like ah, i don't know that that it's like we're trying to create parallels because we assume that men and women are these like chiral twin yeah, twin pairs kind of thing. So it's like, oh, if men yeah. like variety of women, then what's the variety word that women like? I'm like, if women are get bored and like variety, and and I think this, I think there is data to, to support this. Women tend to get bored with their partners more quickly than men do. So like, mm-hmm. as much variety as we say men like, women, I think Alvin, correct me if you know otherwise, they're more likely to get bored with a particular dick. And that's because one, their you know? man is not providing variety in the areas that they want. Such as okay. going on different dates, such as introducing them to new things, such as stimulating okay. their minds in different areas. Interesting. That's interesting. the variety okay. that I was. Yes, like that's okay. the variety that that he that the author was discussing. Once again, I would highly recommend everybody read that book, "The Way of the Superior Man" by David Dyer. So I, I, I'm I'm definitely going to check it out because it very much seems Malcolm Gladwell, and as I've stated, big Malcolm Gladwell fan. He'd be talking out of his ass, but I'd be liking it. But um, <laughs> my thing with with stuff like know, that is that kind of pop sociality. He seemed like he kind of like he starts. Malcolm like Gladwell be making, be making shit up, bro, and it, it just it, he be making shit up, and it just sounds so good that we all just go with it. And like again, like you know, anthropology, no, you know, slander over here. Like no, this yeah, motherfucker was thinking, saying shit. We, we was all like, yeah, some shit, like, and then and then fill in like two or three little studies. Like the thing that he's like his idea was was real like he'll like he'll like he'll fill in a study and it'll be like it'll be like he'll be like one plus one is two this study says that two is xyz so therefore that means that one plus one like he'd be he'd be backing into shit like all kind of like creative yeah. licensing kind of way but it, it, it seems very not, i'm like sometimes it's good but he'll be like you know hey look people like different things and the best way to think about that is in bins for instance there was this spaghetti study one time and it's like oh, i mean i guess but like he just I'd be fucking with it anything, though. So, you know. Again, uh, this is not a Malcolm Gladwell hate segment. I think you might again, like Jordan Peterson more than you think, my man. I'd be fucking with it. No, because I because I because like Twitter again, Peterson, when you, but when you, when you hear sure. when you hear Malcolm Gladwell's actual rhetoric on what he's saying, like he knows exactly what he's doing and he's like, this is thought provoking. This is to get you to think. Ah. Jordan Peterson is an idiot that's that's resting on a credential to say like hate shit and like ridiculous, like off the wall shit. But to get back to the point, I don't have a study one way or the other, but like so I'm, so I'm purely speaking anecdotally, but like the women in my life are literally the exact opposite. Like the women that raise me. So like one of, one of my, one of my sisters makes lists about making lists. 
Like she's like, she's like between, between the hours of one and two, I need to sit down and list out all of the things on this list to various other lists in one of my three planners. Like they're like, they're, they're very structured. They're very like, I need to hit boom, 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 boom. That's, that's kind of how you get me. Um, yeah, so I out of line with variety, because I feel like women in general are more day planner centric than niggas. That's always think, been the case. I think, I think, I think it, I think it is. So I think like if that's okay. the, so I, so I don't, again, I'm not saying one way or the other, cause I honestly have no clue. I think that's why I'm so interested to see the book. Um, because I don't have any frame of reference for any of this other than like the 20 women I know intricately enough to make an, you know, in, in, in assessment <laughs> on, um, but like, I think that if you're one of those women that like is, is doing that kind of stuff, that is antithetical to variety. Like if you're like, if you're like, I need to hit all of this shit right here to have a good day. And it's like a structured planned out hour by hour thing. Then like, I don't think so. I think it's antithetical. I get what I get. Why you say it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I feel, I feel like I, I've definitely like what Josh is saying. I can totally like, okay. There are a lot of men. Like I can find examples to fit what he's saying. There are a lot of men yeah. who are very go along to get along. But most women that I know are much more heavily routinized and structured than most men I know. They're much more likely to have a diary, much more likely to do mood analysis, much more likely the to do sleep analysis. The women I'm talking about even, like, even plan out dates. They're like, they're like Thursday's Absolutely. date night. Ab- and, we're doing, and we're doing this thing. We do this thing first first week. We do this Absolutely. thing second thing. We do 100%. this thing third However, thing. We do this however, thing fourth. And we do that every month. Of, Absolutely. That goes to however, women's national. That goes to organization. That goes to organization. That goes to organization. Now, for sure. Yeah, yes, it, it is a sense of organization, but those same women are also very much like, let's do date night, but I don't want to do the same place every so often. We need to increase the number of date nights because I'm feeling a little bit. So there's like, there's a tendency to use routine as a way of finding variety or remedying uh, boredom. So it's like, okay, cool. What can I do in my routine? Because I'm not getting enough sleep. What can I do in my routine? Because I'm feeling a little bit lethargic. I need to plan a trip. So let's get binders. Let's get an itinerary. Let's start. And, and so let's organize it. Whereas a lot of men will just go, well, yeah, I'm just not sleeping so well these days kind of a thing. And again, I'm not, I don't know that what this dude in Superior Man is saying is actually true. I would be very curious to see if he's backed it with any actual data. But there's Read evidence the in that routine shit to, to see. Yeah. Does he yeah. use data? Like, or is he just, uh, yeah. how does it yeah, he, I mean, so he does, take studies he does, and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, he he does. He does. Okay. Like read yeah. read the book. Like there's um I'm paraphrasing um a good bit of stuff and it's been like a of few course, years yeah. since I've read it. But um but yeah, just my best advice is the the information is out there and that's one good place to get some non-misogynistic information from a man that <laughs> You know, you can take man or woman and be in a healthier place. Oh, sorry, we're of plumb out of book. out of non-misogynistic information. We only got and, the misogyny yeah. variety. We yeah, got exactly. misogyny light if you like. It's pesky. And, you'll, okay. and you and all you get is misogynist. Apparently, all all women get and all men get is misogynist shit on the internet. You know, and men get the misandristic shit. So I don't know. I, yeah, I feel like organization and desire for variety aren't necessarily opposite. They can sometimes be right the fuck on top of each other in the same kind of thing. I can I can see that. Like I, I, do, I do think I do high, think that like consciousness, but also a tendency towards boredom. I do think that what like even with like what you guys are saying, like for every single thing that you could talk about, I could literally talk about how my sister does something like specifically that's like her planning for a trip mm-hmm. is the same trip. <laughs> okay. Her, her, well, then her, that's very different. Yeah. You see, you see what I'm saying? Like that, and yeah. that's that's what I'm getting at. Like I, like I'm not going to a different restaurant. Like we go and get, we go and get a crab boil every Thursday. Oh, that's like nigga that shit. shit. Yeah, no, you're okay. right. That's, yeah. that's 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 very nigga type. We going to we going to Jamaica, like you know, we going to Jamaica this 
summer because we go okay. to Jamaica every summer. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and, yeah. <laughs> and that's, yeah. And the, okay. But that was just basically just me me pay me paraphrasing him. You know, is that all twenty women though, or just your sister? I think I think my sister is an extreme. Okay. Especially that that one I'm talking about. I think I think she's like, and she and I, I'll say this to her face. So this isn't like a thing. I think it borderlines on some kind of like neuroticism, like exactly how like okay, yeah. boom 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 boom. Like it she is. needs to be. Yeah. I respect that shit. I respect that shit. I pick at her about it. Cause, cause again, like I get a lot of my same tendencies from her, and we always talk about that shit. Like literally making lists about the list that you need to make mm-hmm. is some, some, some sociopath shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Even yeah. Give this one last moment of clarification. Mm-hmm. It's just about the variety, the difference in variety that men crave versus women crave. That's the ultimate thing. But mm-hmm. I'm gonna do a shit job of trying to explain that. So I suggest if you are a scholar, if you're willing to actually learn more shit and grow your mind, to read the book. And there's an audio book too. Mm. Oh, and Eddie, you put me onto a dope ass book. Oh shit! Oh, Elaine de Baton or Nah, bro. Um, something about love, yeah. a course in love, a journey yeah. of love, the journey of love, the course of love, the, the course of love by Elaine de Baton. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Yes, the course of love by whatever that doctor's name is. Eddie, say it again, oh, please. <laughs> Elaine de Baton. <laughs> okay, cool. I, I don't know how to say Elaine, but too, too much all. <laughs> Find our personalized Audible link in the description below. Yes, exactly. sir. 20% off. <laughs> and make sure you enter the code red, red flag. flag when you purchase. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, those yeah, those, are two I would great, definitely yeah. recommend that book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very good. People have, looking back on it, people have had some criticisms of it, but I, th- I think it's a great book. I think it's a great book for just looking at people, because I feel like there's a tendency to look at stuff that's like like toxic behavior as just like everybody's evil there. I can't believe they did it. Yeah. But I feel like most people have toxic behavior because that's yeah. how we get our needs met, da 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 and just being willing to, to understand like, oh, this person is doing this because they're seeking to be loved, and also understanding in yourself like, oh, the reason I'm doing this is for this reason. This is not, this is not helpful. This is hurtful to my partner. I understand why, like the emotion that it's coming from, but I don't have to translate that into action. And just realizing all the romance of that a, a, across a person's life. Um, yeah, I, I really like a lot of Elaine de Baton's work. He does, um, he's the guy behind the School of Life on YouTube, if you follow. Oh, that sure. are you serious? Yeah. yeah. So if you know that oh voice, Oh my God, voice, yeah. bro. I, yeah. Oh, shit. Are you serious? Yeah, it's the same guy. The same nigga? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. My mind is literally there just been go. fucking blown. Does it make sense now, though? Does it see, see yes, it? my mind has yeah. like my mind is is fucking blown right now. Yeah, he's that's good. crazy. He's good. He's good. He is. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Of course, of love and the way of the spirit man. Yes. Great reads if you want to expand your mind beyond the ignorance yes, or just is. yeah grow a little bit. And on that note, if you uh, see people disparaging your legacy just because you had a couple of infidelities or I don't know several dozen, you might be seeing a red flag. Um, but Mm. Oh, if you spew a lot of misogyny on your podcast or in your book that may or may not be Pulitzer Prize winning. Or if you're stealing shit. Or if you're stealing shit. Or if you plagiarize. Definitely you're waving the red flag. It's been waving the red flag podcast. We'll see y'all next week. Uh, like, subscribe, let us know everything that you think about what we said during the podcast in the comments. And uh, join us on Patreon for additional episodes, as well as if you want to join us on live before every episode. Peace, peace.
a red flag. 